listening. I invite you to check out my website, karagoodwin.com. I'm adding more resources all the time to assist you in your meditation journey. Sign up right on the homepage to receive a free 10-minute guided meditation that will fill you with light and peace and give your nervous system a reset. You can also find powerful offerings to help you start or amplify your existing meditation practice, including the Meditation Immersion Program to get a solid foundation to your meditation and the Healing Hearth Ongoing Program for regular online meditations and guidance. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm joined today with Michael Massey by Michael Massey. I think I did that last time. I'm joined by Michael Massey. Hi, Michael. Hi, Kara. <laughs> and also, anytime you've been on recently, I start by saying it's been a long time since you've been I, on. It, oh, it has been. Yes. 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 It's been like a millennium. I know. What is up with that? I don't know. It just seems like... Uh... It's that time thing again. I know. It's like we, we used to have your blessed presence here frequently, and now it's like sprinkles. We get like Michael sprinkles. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. But it's a pleasure to be here again. Yes. Yes. So nice to have you here. Thank you. And so um, one of the things that we've been talking about recently, let's see, we're recording this on May 27th. So this has been a pretty tragic week here in America. Well, felt all over the world, I'm sure. Um, but there was uh, there have been a couple of mass shootings recently, um, culminating in in quite a, a tragic one in Texas um, with a, a school shooting. As we close out the end of the year here, the school year. Um, and I think it's particularly, it's it's a very trying time anyway. That's a very trying thing for us to be going through from a humanity perspective. Um, I, I personally get so disappointed when things like this happen from like the progression of humanity. You know, we have this one side, if we're working on our spiritual growth and if we're kind of tuned into the energetics of the planet and this transitionary time, this golden age that we're coming into, um, there's this sense that things like this are going to stop, you know, that we're going to kind of open up into a, a higher version of humanity. So in 2022 alone, you know, we've had the war in the Ukraine that is, you know, feels like a big setback from a humanity perspective and our, our progress and our evolution. Then we have things like this happening in America. Um, and it's so it's it's the tragedy and the loss of life and the suffering is is hard enough um, to take in. And then on top of that, it seems kind of defeating from a, a collective consciousness, from an evolution perspective. Um, so I'm curious to get your thoughts on on things like this from that perspective. Like, are we evolving or are we devolving? Yeah. Is there hope? You know? <laughs> There's always hope. 
uh, yeah, what a terrible tragedy. And, uh, you know, hearts go out to all those, the parents. Um, and, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't have kids, kids of my own, but I, I really, in losing a loved one, I don't think that there's anything probably worse than, uh, losing a child. Uh, and I, I, I can't even, can't even barely fathom, um, uh, the, the, the grief that, yeah. that comes from that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so heartfelt blessings to, uh, the whole community of Vivaldi right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it's shaken them to their, absolutely, you know, kind of to their core. Uh, and, you know, I, it's, it's astounding. I remember, uh, last year, I think it was last year and it was right around the same time. And there'd been another mass shooting. And I remember hearing there had been something like 50 mass shootings or something. And then in the span of, uh, about as many days. Oh my gosh. And, uh, this, this particular one, um, that happened on the 24th, I think it was, which was a Tuesday, which was the 144th day of the year. And I think it was the 150th mass shooting we've had so far in, in, in 2022. 20, 2022. Oh my gosh. We're not even halfway through the year yet. I know. And we go, okay, well, you know, what's, what's going on? Mm. And it's a, it's a, well, it's an interesting question for sure. Um, and, and, uh, um, Uh, we have now, we've been doing this podcast now for two and a half years or so about that. And along the way, you know, we've talked about how, um, the overall, you know, the planetary energetics are on the rise and, 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 uh, and so there's this constant uptick or amplification of the energy vibrations here, which has this amplification is going to amplify everything across the board. So it's, it's, we're seeing, as you say, on one hand, we have, um, this awakening that's progressing forward and, and, um, a great deal more of con of consciousness is coming, um, into play in terms of, you know, the, um, the, the, the choices that we're making, um, in terms of lifestyle, in terms of, of, uh, you know, what foods we eat and, mm-hmm. and, um, our sense of duty and responsibility to the planet and to the environment and wonderful things happening in this regards. And then also, of course we have, um, you know, last year was a big year of this explosion of racial tensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and then we have this, this growing epidemic of what's 
what's going on uh, with all of these mass shootings. And a large number of them are, are being perpetrated by youth, really, you know, you know, young, young, distressed individuals. And so, um, you know, we can look at, uh, you know, there's definitely, it's, it's, it's more than one factor, you know, involved. Um, there's definitely a spiritual component and then there's a, um, you know, there's a, there's a social and cultural element and aspect to it. Um, and then, uh, you know, I also suspect, uh, that there's a pharmaceutical, uh, basis behind this. And now, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a research scientist, but, uh, I believe it's over, over, you know, 90% of, um, uh, of all the, uh, perpetrators in these mass shootings are on some form of psychotropic medications. And now that's just alone. And, and according to science, that just shows correlation. It doesn't show cause, causation. causation. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a well-known side, um, side effect of many of these things that there's suicidal impulses. And there's, there's now continuing research going that, that there's actually, you know, homicidal impulses that can happen is that can arise from uh, uh, use of these substances and uh, you know and we're so we're still you know we've got huge portions of the populace that are so still reliant um, on this you know this the pharmacological model of we're going to, we have this treatment of this, take this pill or this pill or this pill. And when it comes to the, to, to mental health, um, we're talking about some, some very, you know, deep and dark psychological forces and just attempting to suppress them is, uh, you know, it's, it's, you should, you try to squeeze it down. It's going to, it's, it's still gonna, it's gonna pop up. It's, it's, uh, you know, you just keep, we can't be putting as a society, we can't be putting just a bandaid mm -hmm. on this because it's, it's not addressing, obviously there's something really fundamental that's happening uh, underneath the, the surface. Mm -hmm. And we, how are we gonna address that? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm reminded of a, a story that, uh, that came from, uh, I believe it's a, it's a, it was a, a tribe in Africa and, and, and you may have heard this or those who are listening, you may have heard this as well. I think it circulated, this story circulated on uh, Facebook or social media, maybe a few years ago. And it's about this, it was this, this tribe and when a member of their tribe, um, uh, basically goes off the deep end or loses their way or acts out in, you know, in some kind of criminal way in violence against other members of the community, that what they do is they, 
kind of, they do a kind of an intervention where they bring that person and into the, the center and the tribe gathers around them and then they they share each of them share the beautiful memories that they have of that person and reminding them of like who they are and who they were as a child and they shower them with um with praise for their their true true nature in order to help remind them of who they really are mm-hmm. and um and i think this is in a sense of course um you know that kind of approach that works there in that tribal environment i think it's a beautiful way to address those that are lost if you will um but what can you know what can we in western society uh, uh do to um, to help remind these you know those that have lost their way uh of who they really are um as opposed to just attempting to to suppress yeah and i don't know that i have a perfect answer for that um but it certainly seems like that that the the divisions that were so so apt to jump onto um um something where we're somehow we're, as a society we're or failing our youth yeah and um and there's something that we need to be able to do about this and i i think that one of the cool things about that the 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 story about that tribe is that the the that there isn't blame placed just on the deviant Mm -hmm. that they collectively as a tribe assume responsibility Mm -hmm. and i and i think in our western culture we're still so apt to not want to claim responsibility that we're somehow that's somebody else's has a problem yeah and is the cause and is right Mm -hmm. and that that we ourselves are not somehow yeah a contributor to this and which of course it doesn't acknowledge this the truth of the collective that we are Mm -hmm. and so that which is we all share a common um a common vibrational frequency that is the collective of humanity and so this is and it runs through and it's mostly subconscious but anything that is in another is also in us mm-hmm. but you know each of us has a choice in terms of how we are able to respond um and act upon um these these deep psychological forces uh and some are able to you know 
uh, to act appropriately and some are not. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it's, it's really going to somehow take us as a whole em- embracing all, all of us and, um, and knowing that we are ultimately, we are one tribe. Mm-hmm. And when we can make that kind of a switch in our own mind, that it's not just some other, that this is a part of us that one of us is really struggling with, mm-hmm. uh, then we're actually in a position through, um, through our shared consciousness to begin to dissolve and resolve these deep psychological forces um, as such that, that this kind of thing doesn't happen in the future. Yeah. This is the, thank you for that. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot that is there for, for all of us to really consider. Um, another piece to that that goes with that is the the division you know because this this type of situation it stirs up so much us versus them on both sides there's so much fear on both sides fear of what has just happened that it will continue to happen if we don't do something because there has been such a lack of responsibility happening, particularly in the political arena where, you know, we have so many way, way, way too many examples of, of this happening that we should be able to say, Hey, we're not using these rights that we're given in an appropriate way. It's not, it's not, you know, benefiting us collectively. It's harming us collectively. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have another side that wants the freedom to be able to, you know, take responsibility for themselves in whatever way they see fit. And they're afraid of the other group saying, you can't have what you want. Right. You know, you don't have the right to protect yourself as, you know, and this is all coming from fear. We're all afraid. We're afraid on different sides. Ultimately, we're afraid of the same bad guy, <laughs> bad guy, mm-hmm. but the response to it's like prevention versus uh, being able to defend ourselves in that moment, you know? Um, and of course, it runs so much deeper than all of that. But you talk about this collective consciousness and the energetics behind all of this. And when we do have something that's so catastrophic, like what's happened, And in that, then we have this division. So we've got the trauma, we've got the heartache, we've got the devastation, and that's all one thing. And very likely most of both sides are feeling that, you know, even if you don't, you know, even if you're on one side, it doesn't mean you're not affected by what has happened. But that division and that hatred of the other and that separation. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit just about that collective vibe that we're all living in. And then that, um, you know, that division and what that, the part that that plays and 
how that works into everything. And I, I presume you're referring primarily here to uh, like uh, gun control yeah. legislation and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. And, and uh, um, you know, our, there's the constitutionally protected right to, to bear arms. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, you know, if you look back uh, uh, to the drafting of the Constitution and, and the subsequent Bill of Rights, and at, now at that time, um, of course, America's a new country at that, newly liberated from um, gaining its independence from uh, Great Britain. And so the importance of bearing arms and one of the primary reasons was, was part of a balance of power. And it was, there was a number of protections in the whole, the balance of power within the, the, uh, the judicial and legislative and executive branches of the government was, uh, was a, a defense against tyranny. Um, and uh, the right to bear arms is also a defense against tyranny, such that the, uh, we wouldn't be subjected to a, um, uh, yeah, a tyrannical government, um, which has all the weapons. Mm -hmm. And because this has happened throughout history where, you know, um, uh, you know, serfs and farmers and peasants and stuff were not allowed to to bear arms mm -hmm. and subsequently then you know, you'd have it's a, easy to overrule them. yeah it was the noble class had mm, all the power all the power mm. and that threat of violence the threat of violence is uh is ends up being a uh, well if it's one-sided it's a destabilizer if it's uniform then it's a stabilizer so the the very notion of the right to bear arms was to actually stabilize and uh, our um, on the, the, our country and our society against a tyrannical a tyrannical government mm -hmm. noble in its, its own right and at this stage in the game um, you know, under that argument of course then. Um, then the, the people should be able to have tanks and bombers and right. all of that yeah. stuff, which is not, of course, uh, practical. Technology has has um, really kind of skewed that overall balance of power, balance of power mm -hmm. such that it, it's not that's not a really a practical so much of a practical um uh, approach to to yeah to uh, stabilizing meaning but, like if as a citizen you're trying to you're using the right to bear arms as a protection against the the government of the united states, states it's that's still not a balance of power like having no a revolver versus against nukes. the u.s government <laughs> right, yeah it, it's it, not yeah. you're gonna be outnumbered you, anyway yeah yeah outgunned anyway so yeah. that's um, and, uh, so, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, but it's, it's become so ingrained, you know, in, you know, in our culture, um, that we have this right. And, um, and certainly, uh, 
you know, anyone who, who lives off the land in any regard, you know, and, um, and then, um, you know, there's, there's certain, there's certain instances where, you, you know, only fire, it's absolutely, you know, fine. Is that, what do we do, uh, about these, uh, as I understand almost all, all these sh shootings and stuff that occurred, the, the shooters actually legally acquired, you know, the, that's, I, I think, yeah, I haven't researched that, but I think, yeah, I don't think there's like a, you know, this was bought on the black market, market kind of thing. No, no, yeah. no. And, um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, what do we do about this now? I mean, the game has changed. Um, and, uh, there's no real easy solution to it the only you know real solution to this is you know you know this comes from um you know the the uh from a spiritual perspective an elevation of consciousness and you know this these incidences are are serving just like the all the race uh, racial conflicts, uh, they have to serve as catalysts, uh, for us to increase our awareness and, um, and to make different choices, each of us at, you know, at an individual level, because uh, I don't see any other way. Mm -hmm. And from an energetic standpoint, um, you know, we've talked on this podcast before, uh, I'm sure it's come up about how, you know, everything is within ultimately. And it's, it is amazing how real that is because that can sound very metaphorical or like theoretical, but we really do have so much power within us. Um, and there is that collective consciousness but the more work that we are doing on ourselves, the more we're affecting the collective consciousness. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about just that inner, you talked about responsibility, um, but I wonder from like a consciousness perspective, if you can take it a little bit in, in the direction of energetically, like doing your own resolving of your traumas and your shadows and and filling yourself with light and being dedicated to your own responsibility of coming into the fullness of who you are and what that does collectively. Um, yeah. So, you know, you know, speaking of like the energetics, okay. And, and so, um, yes, everything is, is within us and, um, and yet we, we are also each individual. So some, while the same force may be present in me as it is in, in you, um, then it's that the whole, whole thing about, you know, the good wolf and the bad wolf and which one wins and it's the one you feed, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, feeding certain energies, they're going to become really highly dominant. Mm -hmm. in uh, in your experience in terms of how that crafts your view of the world um 
so we have all of these things within us, uh, but at, in different compositions in terms of their of how prominent certain energies are. And so in, incidentally, what kind of happens in it as the as the overall energies of the planet uh, are increasing, this is also serving to uh, decalcify the pineal gland. And so more and more people are waking up to a bigger reality than they've seen before. Now, um, this gets a bit tricky because um, let's because there's a few different things that can happen. So as soon as you begin to actually see more into um, into say the energies or the energetics around, um, then it's one of the weirdest things is like, um, I remember once, um, um, I, I saw this, this, uh, this guy like shapeshift into a rape reptilian right in front of me. I just saw this ish and, and that, that really jacked me up mentally for a while. Because I didn't know whether or not I was, I was witnessing an energy that was present in him, or if if he was like a, a mirror and I was and I was projecting that out. Mm-hmm. So if you say now, we, some people we can call them demons. They're called archons. Um, you can call them negative thought forms. If you want to keep it. Really, really kind of generic or, or yeah. something. Um, but, and we also refer to them early as these dark psychological forces where we're, we're all, we're talking about this same kind of thing. And, uh, and so if, if a given individual is, has basically, that's what they've been feeding. So that's the, and we, we generally, when we're around somebody like that, uh, we'll pick, we'll pick that up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're already awake into sensing energies and you like, and you're just like, Oh, that person just gives you like, wow, it's, it's just darkness around them. Mm-hmm. Or they, you know, they're just, the vibes are off or, mm-hmm. you know, you're, they kind of make your, you're just kind of on alert. Cause there's, yeah. Right. So with someone like that and and then let's say through whatever substances or not or whatnot, their pineal gland starts to activate. activate. Then they may literally be seen. Everyone around them may look like demons. demons. And it's fueled. The, now what's going to be fueling them is, is hatred mm-hmm. and contempt and um and um vengeance these are those are really strong things because it takes a really powerful emotional base in order to override the basic circuitry that we have as humans that doesn't let us kill each other yeah and so we have to dehumanize 
And so if you, you know, so for that person, then they're looking around and that's what they see around them. And so they're enacting violence upon, not upon humans. But a projection of themselves. God. Right. So in a sense, what they're trying to do is slay their own demons by conducting one of these Mm -hmm. killing sprees. Wow. Yeah. Right. And certainly we got, it's not like we have a bunch of third and fourth graders that are right possessed. possessed. No, no, no. So, so that's an inner, that's all, that's an all a projection. And so, you know, uh, so that, so that, that individual would, 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 this, you know, I can't, when I think about somebody that's living in that kind of a tortured mental state, it actually brings in, I feel compassion in my heart for that torment, that torment. Mm. And, um, and good God knows what kinds of things have happened to yeah. that person um that so so kind of displaced their soul that they that all these other entities and things have taken up residence there and that itself is a great tragedy also and um and then you know i guess in the further that is 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 somebody is in that that level of distressed state who do they turn to? Yeah. And we're not really well equipped. Yeah. To actually deal with someone who's that. Yeah. Who's been that deeply compromised at a spiritual level. Right. And that's maybe something that we we need to look at. Yeah, I think um, it, that that is its own tragedy, you know, it's its own trauma of the whole, the whole thing. Um, I think too, that it's, you know, each of us is on our own journey. It's our, um, coming coming back to what's within us and how we affect the collective i think it's important for each of us to remember the power that we have within us and the importance of doing our work so that we keep ourselves sealed up and in check and on in path and in in the path of light Mm-hmm. Um, and the more of us who kind of take up arms with the light, you know, and, and are focusing and directing our awareness and our attention and our um, attention and intention on being aligned with the light, how that internally brings us into alignment with our souls, you know, so that we are filled with 
with our highest, um, our highest expression of who we are, mm-hmm. the ripple out that that has is in my view and in my understanding, the most powerful thing that most of us can do. Unless we have, you know, some of us will be positioned to be able to make more direct change. You know, we have politicians, for example, who can make more direct change on this issue in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not anywhere near the political arena. So my my personal ability to change laws um, is is limited. So for me, the biggest effect that I know that I can have on a, a, an issue like this is to be in my deepest alignment and in my highest alignment um, because everything is happening at the energetic level um, in a much stronger way than in the physical. Uh, yes, and, and just like I brought up three, like those potent forces like hate, hatred, contempt, uh, and vengeance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so let's say one of the things that we can do, we like, wow, okay, I may not, uh, I may not uh, harbor those, um, those emotions to such a degree that it's going to, it's going to lead me or compel me to, to anything violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can examine myself and go, hmm, um, but do I, do I harbor hatred to an individual? Um, um, do I have secret thoughts of vengeance against, you know, one dude who took my job or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it might be. Um, and if I'm able to eradicate those, even if they're maybe, you know, so-called small examples, uh, within my own life, then that, that does actually, that changes my field equation in terms of what I'm broadcasting into the collective, because we're all contributing into the collective. Mm -hmm. And so, um, to, as we're able to, uh, to process and eliminate those, um, those feelings, those emotions, um, those frequencies, then we're, we're actually helping mm-hmm. everyone. Um, and then, uh, then, of, and then of course the aforementioned, um, uh, compassion and being able to have compassion for, um, 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 not just for the victims, but also for the perpetrators. And, um, and so that itself also um, helps to clear the deck or clear the stacks within mm-hmm. the collective. Mm-hmm. And so that has a, a big benefit mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your for your wisdom and sharing on this really sensitive 
issue. Yeah, sensitive topic. I'd like to, do, you know, I, I mentioned one other thing. Um, you know, there's a movie on um, Netflix uh, that's called uh, Wind River. Wind River? Wind River. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty intense watch, and uh, it, it, it deals with, um, um, uh, the, uh, you know, a, a violent death of a, of a child. And so there's mm. um, there are grieving parents um, in this. And, and there's, um, there's a particular scene or dialogue in there. And, and, um, and this movie stars, um, uh, it's Jeremy Renner, uh, Elizabeth Olsen and, and Graham Greene and it takes place in Wyoming on the res. And um, there's a scene where uh, these, these two fathers who both lost their daughters and one of them is talking to the other and said that he had, had gone to, uh, uh, you know, a, a grief counseling mm-hmm. um, convention seminar kind of a thing. And he said, um, he says, this, I know this is, you have to accept that you're never going to be the same after, you know, losing and that it's going to hurt and you're going to feel that pain. And the most important thing is you got to take it just to face that pain and feel it. Because if you don't, if you try to run from it, then um, it will rob you of every beautiful memory you have of that beloved. From their first step to their first word to their every birthday party, everything, it'll all go away if you try to run from that pain. And so to any of those out there that are facing or grieving um, from, from this or any, anything um, that may be in your life, uh, our hearts are with you. Um, don't run from the pain. We know it hurts. Um, um, uh, but uh, you're strong enough. And, uh, uh, and as bad as it hurts, it's not as bad as losing all the beautiful memories that we have of the dearly departed. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you.